we're really, really happy to announce that um, that we are just signed a an ambassadorship program with Schedulicity. Schedulicity is a scheduling app, and um, they've been kind enough to uh, to help us out this next year. Yeah, they uh, we met them in L.A. when we did the uh, Salon Digital Summit, and they really believed in what we were doing mm-hmm. and how we were doing it, and so they wanted to know how they can partner up with us to. Uh, to even reach more listeners and, exactly. and give what we give. That's that's right. So um, with our uh, with our partnership with uh, Schedulicity, we will be able to reach more hairdressers and we'll be able to bring a lot more content and get to a lot more hair shows. So uh, hopefully, we can see you guys out there in the hair shows when we're there visiting. Yeah, and and they're going to give us a, some business tips uh, throughout the podcast as well. And I'm so excited that you know. We're partnering up with people that believe in the same things we believe in. Yeah, no doubt. That, that, that's pretty exciting. So uh, anyway, Schedulicity, once again, big shout out to you. And uh, thank you for joining your day off. <laughs> Silly. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my best bud, Tone. I got, two, I got two best buds today. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah. Know? That's awesome. So I think, uh, I think I'm the, I, I'm, I'm moving sliding into number two. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Um, so today we, uh, we have uh, Miss Nina Tulio back again and um, she's going to get into something that, uh, that, you know, is talked, it's more talked about more now, but certainly 15 years ago, wasn't talked about at all. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a subject that, uh, that I think scares a lot of people. I know I'm scared of it, so uh, I think uh, we're just going to get out of it and throw it right to Nina. So on, on the podcast today, we're going to talk about mental health and wellness with, with our good buddy, Nina. So uh, once again, Nina, welcome back to your day off. That was a fast pitch, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my friends. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Happy to be back. How are you? Uh, uh, well, uh, amazing. Yeah. Except I don't know where we're going. Right. <laughs> so this this subject is all you, 100% you, uh, and uh, it's it's something that our industry definitely, uh, you know, it, it's more aware now than ever. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to where see what I need. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. All right. So we are going to talk about uh, anxiety and, you know, panic attacks and, and all of that stuff that really um, a lot of people share within the industry. You know, I have to say, so I'm going to kick it off by saying this. I, in every single in-salon workshop that I have done in the past two years, I always ask, you know, my audience, how many of you are um, or, or working with or, or struggling with or have experienced anxiety or any, any kind of panic attack. And I can tell you that 90% of the time, 90% of the people are raising their hand in my class. Wow. And that's why I wanted to talk about this because I also 
if, if you follow me and, and you, you have watched me over the, over the past two years, I've shared a little bit of my journey, um, you know, with my, my own anxiety and, and my own uh, panic attacks and things that have um, challenged me since I'm in my early teens. And it's something that I've, I've always struggled with. And, uh, you know, there isn't a face there isn't a, a perfect face that goes with having anxiety or depression or um, having panic attacks because it could be any one of us, right? right. And I want to talk about this because I know that there are so many stylists and so many salon owners that really are trying to work through this. And I want them, I want them to know they're not alone, number one. Um, I've also been behind the chair and have had many anxiety attacks and panic attacks while I've been working on a client. Oh. Um, I know that there are people who are listening to this that can relate and how um, traumatizing that can be and how, fe how fearful that is, you know, for you to work like that. And I just want you to know, I want it to be an open conversation. And hopefully that in what we share today, it lets people know they're not alone. It lets them know that, uh, that there are things that they can do. Uh, there are people they can talk to like me, of course. And, um, I just want to give some tips about my story and some things that have helped me. I'm not a doctor by any means, so that's not what I'm saying. Um, but just some things and maybe some books that I've read that really can help people, um, you know, kind of help them get along the way, but know that this is an okay conversation to have. Like we don't have to hide behind this anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, I truly appreciate you making yourself so vulnerable to our listeners and, and putting your story out. You know, obviously people who, who heard your, your story the first time, but this side of your story, you know what I mean? You're getting, you're getting a little deeper in, into uh, some of the, you know, health and wellness, you know, issues that you might have, you know, struggled with, but uh, you know, it's, it's definitely needed. And there's a lot of people that hide behind it or, you know what I mean? Don't, they're not honest with themselves. Uh, and I'm, you know, I really truly, like I said, I truly appreciate you coming on here and, you know, addressing it. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us, I mean, kind of tell us like, you know, when, whenever, you know, you're having the anxiety attack or just tell us how, how the mental health game has been debilitating to you and then follow that up with um, what the tools that you've used to kind of uh, get past that. Sure. So, you know, for me, you know, my anxiety started when I was probably going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it out. So I'm going to tell you the real details. So when I was in second grade and this is such a, this is so crazy, but this is the reality of it and where it all started. When I was in second grade, there was a kid that threw up next to me. Okay. So like on my shoe next to me. Right. And from that day after that, I was literally traumatized by that. I didn't want to go to school for months. I would cry every single day. I went to Catholic school. So my, the nun called my mom and I had these conversations and it really turned my life left because every single day in school from the time that I was in second grade till the time I graduated, it became this thing of if someone said that they were sick or if I was feeling sick, what if somebody gets sick? What if they throw up? Or what if I get sick? What if I throw up? What are people going to think about me? That's kind of where it started. Now there were other things in my, in my home life that fueled, fueled it as well. Um, you know, between my mom and dad, but that is what fueled a lot of the things that now have turned into me having a germ problem. You know, I'm a germaphobe. 
I, I talk about it. I, I'm very open. I'm, I'm a lot better. Uh, you know, I, I talk about that I've been in therapy since I'm 21 years old. I think it's a good thing to do. If you feel that it works for you, do it. Um, and I think that, you know, it stemmed from a lot of fear, getting on planes, uh, getting close to people, sharing, you know, sharing things with people and being in tight spaces. And then also the fear of thinking, what if I get sick or what if I were to pass out or what, you know, all of these weird, these things that we create in our mind of what, of the anxiety and where it comes from it. Cause it starts in, in, in our minds, you know, our mind is so powerful. It can do great things, but it can also become a very negative space. And so I operated from that space of fear when it came from traveling being in the car. So now I have to have a way out, you know, all of these things kind of stemmed from that. And, and honestly, uh, I haven't really, I haven't really talked about this. So I'm, I'm, thank you for giving me the platform to share this. And over time, when things would happen in my life, whether it was a breakup or it was in my business, or if it was, you know, my mom getting sick, the anxiety level would go through the roof. And I felt like I couldn't, I, I there was nothing I could do to control it because my thoughts would at that point take over. So if I was highly stressed in my business, me working on a client, which should be a safe space for me, because that was where I always felt safe was in my salon, it started to trickle in and that became an unsafe space for me because now I'm working on clients and I'm, I'm feeling anxious and feeling overwhelmed and feeling like, you know, I can't breathe or someone sitting on my chest and I'm sweating and I'm sick to my stomach. And so... Um, there were some tools and things that I thought to myself, I'm like, I can't live like this anymore. You know, this is, this is causing me not to take vacations. I'm not getting on planes. I don't want to drive far distances. I mean, this really took over. And there was a big part of my life where, um, I know this sounds so crazy. Um, but when my, when I found out my mom got sick, I, I didn't want to go to restaurants because I didn't want people touching my silverware. Like I'm, I'm talking about this and I'm saying this and I'm like, Oh my God, this sounds so crazy, but this was my life. And I would get so sick to my stomach and have these full blown panic attacks while we were at dinner and I would have to leave. And then I would, then, then the other side of it is you feel so bad and you start to feel guilty. Why do I have this? You know, why, why can't I deal with it? Why can't I make it better? Why, you know, I thought I was a strong person, you know, I'm supposed to be confident. Why is, you know, you start asking yourself all these questions. There's a lot of guilt that comes with this. And um, so I'm like, you know what? I am, this is exhausting. I have to really get myself together here. So I read a book and I've read it twice and it's called From Panic to Power. And the author's name is Lucinda Bassett. And I have given this book to, I can't even tell you how many people I have told to read this book and they've all loved it. It's kind of interactive. It's like a little bit of a workbook and it takes you through the journey of what it's like to have anxiety and how to work through it. And, you know, the stigmas that are attached to it is are if you have anxiety or what I think, what I think is that if I have anxiety or I have a panic attack, I'm weak. And that is not true. Um, because, sorry guys, um, it's just, it's, it's hard to talk about because I remember going to my doctor who was my cousin and saying to him, you know, I just, I, I feel like I'm out of control. I feel like I can't function. I'm this strong person and I'm a business owner and I'm running a successful business. And 
why is this happening? And he said to me, which was probably one of the most valuable pieces of advice, he said, listen, you are a very strong A-type personality. You have a vision for your business. You have a way of leading people. You give so much of yourself. And I can tell you that because of those traits, that is why you are a successful leader. That is why you are a strong person. But anything that you do in excess then can become a weakness. And there are so many CEOs and presidents of companies that come here and sit where you're sitting in my office and say, I think I need to go on medication. What, 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 what am I doing? And the reason, the exact reason why they're successful and you're successful is the same exact reason as why they're here, right? You know, you kind of get both sides of the coin. And so uh, I, for me personally, I did end up going on medication. This was back in 2006. I hit a real low point in my life and uh, I was moving. I, you know, got through a tough relationship and, you know, all these things were going on. And for me, it worked. Again, I'm not a doctor. You have to seek your doctor's um, advice. For me, it worked. I was on it for about two years and I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not only going to depend on this. I want to get to the root of the problem. I want to be better. I want to have the tools and the knowledge to be better. Cause I personally just for me didn't want to be on medicine forever. So that's what I did. I started reading this book. I started to, um, uh, look up some breathing techniques and what she will talk about in the book as well. And I started to really mentally get some strength mentally where I was like, this will no longer control me. And I have some mantras and things that I, that I talk to myself when this, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still a work in progress, you know, it's something that I'm still working on. Um, but there are some mantras too, that I recommend that you say to yourself when you're going through these moments of, of anxiety. And for me, I say, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, that's what I just keep repeating to myself because I know I'm okay. And I know I'm going to be okay. But man, when that fear kicks in, and that, that little guy that rents space in your head, that, that negative space, that kicks in. Sometimes it's hard to get out of. So uh, I also had a stylist that, that had some anxiety that worked behind the chair, and she would also have uh, anxiety attacks. And I worked with her with this because I can relate, and I felt her pain. And just the breathing techniques and just uh, talking, I find that talking to people really helped. So when I was with a client, if I felt this coming on, I would start like, blah, blah, blah. like I would just start talking like crazy and asking them questions just to get my mind off of it. These are things that worked for me. Um, and it's just, a, it's a scary place. It's, it's a lonely place. And if you, um, if you don't have anxiety and you don't, uh, it's hard to understand, you know, uh, when I first started dating my husband, he's like, you know, why, why can't you just do this to, why can't you just do that? And I'm like, you don't understand. This is, I don't, I don't want this. Like, I feel awful about like, this is hard. Like, this is stuff that I, I feel guilty about, but explaining it to your partner, I think also is key. Uh, just so they understand explaining it to your stylist. So they understand, you know, that they know that we you know what you're going through and maybe could come to your aid. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm getting so emotional. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, li a little bit of my story and I'm a work in progress and I, I still have to work on myself every day. And, uh, for years and years I didn't fly. And last year I started getting on planes and 
like for weird shit. Like I'm not worried about the plane crashing. Like I don't want people breathing on me. You know what I mean? Like I don't want someone getting sick on the plane. Like I don't like, it's weird shit that, that creates this for me, but it all stems back to the story that I told you about in, in second grade. And you know what? I'm, I'm still working on it. That's funny. And I have a very similar, uh, anxiety issue, uh, up until last year as well. Um, you know, I grew up with without a father, right? So I, I had a single mom who raised me and, uh, and my brothers. Uh, so when I had uh, my daughter, she was, she was, you know, she's 24 now. She just got married last year. You know, she's beautiful. But when she was probably about four or five years old and I was on a plane heading over to London and we had a kind of a bad experience and my thought of my daughter being by herself growing up the way I grew up, mm-hmm. it sh- struck me. And so it took me 15 years to get back on a plane because I wouldn't fly because of that feeling, that sunken feeling that I had that my daughter would be, you know, without her father. So oh, wow. the, I, I allowed that to, to kind of handcuff me mm-hmm. 15 years before I got back on a plane. And wow. so I can totally relate to that feeling. Wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, it's, you're, you're right with when you say it, it handcuffs you. That is a perfect analogy. Um, uh, that's uh, like, that's exactly the way that you feel. And, and the other way I could explain it too is, and I, and I used to say this to my husband, I feel like I'm trapped in my own body. Like I, I just am, am just so trapped in there because there's this, there's this strong, confident person that feels like I can take over the world. But then there's this little girl inside of me that's still back in that second grade. That's like, Hey, remember this, remember this that happened? Like, let's go back here. Let's live here. Let's do, you know, and that keeps pulling at me. And I just, they, they say that uh, having anxiety attacks and panic attacks is one of the most uncomfortable feelings to have. And I just want people to know that I feel you, I hear you, I'm with you, I get you. And uh, I think talking about it is the way to go. You know, not being ashamed there for a while. I was there for a long time. I was very ashamed because I thought people wouldn't see me as uh successful or see me as great or see me as um, confident. But I had this secret that I would keep that I didn't want my friends to know. And, you know, my family knew, but even, you know, sharing it with my family and my mom, you know, I'm always the strong one in my family. It made me feel like they're not going to think that I'm the strong one anymore. You know, we Mm -hmm. put these expectations on ourselves that are so bogus And I just want to be able to break through that because like everybody else out there that's dealing with it and like you, Tony, you probably just got tired. It just makes you so tired. Like, how did you, what made you get through that? Like, how did you get through that and then finally get back on a plane? I'm curious to hear that side. Wow. Um, Actually, uh, you know, the the podcast here and, uh, and being with my homie here because the last time I was on the plane was with Corey. Uh, before I, I, I stopped traveling, uh, I was having, <laughs> we were headed to Tampa to a, a Wella class and, uh, a retreat. Cause we, you know, we were, uh, started to be educators for Wella. Mm-hmm. And I remember taxiing on the runway and I, and I was just stricken with anxiety. Like I, all of a sudden 
I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt claustrophobic and like, and the whole time I'm thinking about, you know, my daughter and uh, this is before my son was born. Uh, but now uh, I'll be honest. Uh, it's, it's more my, you know, the, my son's a senior in high school. It's more my faith. Uh, you know what I mean? If I, I made sure they never experienced anything I experienced. I knew they were in good hands. They're in, they're in great shape. They're beautiful children. And if anything happens to me now, I did uh, what I needed to do on this earth uh, right. for them. Mm-hmm. So um, I I just made sure I I wouldn't allow that to to handcuff me anymore. I I you know it's, we had we had Corey and I had two emergency landings going to Bozeman this year. Oh and my God! That uh, Corey could be my witness. I wasn't afraid. Mm-hmm. I it did oh. not. Um, I for some reason I just made sure that you know. I, it just didn't bother me. I, I, I made sure I overcame it and I wasn't going to allow it to hold me back anymore. Yes. And, uh, and it was just a mental you know, decision that I'm going to overcome it. I'm going to, I'm going to win that. You're not going to beat me. And it, 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 something did happen. You know what I mean? I'm fine. I, you know, I, I, I made sure that I did everything I could to, to, you know, for my family. So. Yes. Wow. Yeah, you're right. And it is overcoming it and not letting it overcome you. And I think, and you guys, I'm sure can relate to this because you have a responsibility. Like I have a responsibility to our industry, right? And people show up to see you. People show up to listen to your podcast. People show up to see me and hear me. And I use that strength and that as my why to actually start flying again last year because when my mom became ill, I would not get on a plane for years. And I thought, no way. And then you're right with the mental stability and the mental toughness and the mental strength. I would talk to myself and say, you know what? You got to get your life right. People are showing up to see you. You got to show up for them and you got to be good with this and you deserve to be good with this because the jail prison that you've been living in for the past whatever 10 15 20 years has robbed you of some of the joy that you experienced so you deserve this now and so even to this day you know last about a month ago i flew to boston from california you know that's a long ass flight <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was it's about a good two week preparation for me And it is a lot of praying and a lot of mantras and a lot of meditation and a lot of, I'm okay. I can do this. I deserve this. And just keep talking to myself. And before you know it, just like you, Tony, you get on the plane and I put my music on, I put my podcast on, you know, I put your stuff on, or I'll listen to Tony Robbins. I listen to Eminem, my favorite Eminem gets me through, um, till I collapse and, um, uh, lose yourself. I put them on before takeoff and I'm pumped. I'm like, I got this. And that's that strong side that comes out in me, which you all have. You all have that. It's tapping into it. And so um, I think it's, I think we're all a work in progress. And I think that I am grateful, incredibly grateful for you. You know, I wanted to talk about this and, and you guys allowing me to have this platform to talk about it and be allowing me to be so vulnerable. And, uh, you know, I used to think people would think I was weird 
that, you know, this thing from second grade has plagued me my whole life. And, but you know what, it's my truth and it's my reality. It's my life. And if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't be where I am today. And so hopefully I can help, you know, inspire and, and encourage other people to, to talk about their truth and, and live in their truth. And um, so I'm just so grateful for you guys to allow me to do this today. Very appreciative. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, thank thank you for sharing. But I, you know, I kind of want to. Um, I'm going to hold you. I'm going to hold you accountable a little bit here, Nina. Um, <laughs> okay. Is that I don't think people are going to think you're weird because of something that happened in second grade because we've all got second grades, right? Like right. like our childhood, we spent our first 18 years getting through it, and then we spend the rest of our lives trying to get out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> truth to be it, right? I mean, everybody's carrying stuff from their childhood, so I don't think anybody's going to think you're weird. I think that's in your own head. You yeah, know, because we've all got stuff and you know, whether that stuff is, is parents or someone vomiting on your shoes or whatever that is, you know, we've all got <laughs> stuff that we have to get through. Um, so you brought up uh, Lucinda Bassett's, uh, what is it? Panic to power or something like that? Yes. Yeah, I love that. So do you have any other books or anything that you can recommend or that you have read that's given you a great value? So, you know what, she has another book too. And uh, the, the book, the title of the book is slipping my mind, but she has two books. Uh, and the, the one book is a more recent book. So look up Lucinda Bassett and she, and, and read both of her books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the title of it. Also, you know, I, I'm, I'm also very in, into my faith and I, I love to read, uh, books by like Joel Osteen, who has, um, uh, my goodness. He has live your best life now, I think is the name of his book, but anything by Joel Osteen, uh, is very powerful. Uh, Wayne Dyer books have helped me tremendously. Uh, there is actually a, a really great book that's called How to Attract Genuine Love. Mm. It's a workbook. And that book honestly changed my life because not, you know, not just the second grade, uh, you know, throw up incident. There were a lot of things in, in my home life too. Uh, some very toxic things that had gone on in my, in my home life, you know, with my mom and dad that were also a cause to this and learning to love myself and value who I am really helped me get through this. And it helped me manage my anxiety attacks and it had the breathing, you know, the book with Lucinda and her breathing techniques really helped me because now I feel like I have control of it. It still lives there but you're not in control. You may have a key, but I'm, I'm not going to let you enter at any time. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's kind of gaining control of that and, and knowing when to talk myself down and those mantras, I have to say, you know, whatever works best for you, you know, I'm okay is what I would say. You know, my stylist, she had her own mantra that she would say behind the chair and uh, do what works best for you. What feels right for you in, in learning to cope, you know, because, uh, I think it's something that in, in me that will always be with me. I don't think I'm like, boom, tomorrow I'm going to wake up, you know, with all the therapy and all the sessions that I've had and all the work I've done on myself and, and books that I've read. Um, I think with my faith, like you mentioned, Tony, I think that for me has really um, knowing that no matter what, I'm okay. That's the faith side that kicks in too. And you know, you, whatever works best for you, you have to tap into that. You have to believe, I believe in something that's bigger than you, whatever that means for you. And also, yeah, and you see in our industry too, that uh, and there's a big rise in, in the health and wellness uh, mm-hmm. side of, of oh, completely. you know, and 
Corey, if you want to talk about some of the some of our friends who put on some things, uh, same with Nina. But uh, people are really taking uh, taking this issue uh, and taking it seriously. I mean, even the fact that we're having this conversation shows that we that, that we've grown as an industry, right? Because 15 years ago, nobody's having these conversations, you know. And like, and to Nina's point, you know, people look down on you, or they took that. They they took. It's funny. It's it's the unhealthy ones that are looking down on you, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's ironic or coincidental or whatever, but you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's unfortunate is what it is. But um, yeah, like I know that um, I know that Kelly Mason is uh, Kelly Mason is doing some great stuff with her podcast and um, a limitless hairstylist or hairdresser is that hairdresser. I think it's limitless hairdresser, but she's doing some great stuff um, with, with hers. And then of course, Elizabeth Fay, our, our our friend, Mm -hmm. you know, she has the uh, hair love retreat that's going on um, that, that she's trying to empower uh, hairstylist, particularly female hairstylist, but yes. she's trying to empower um, hairstylist. And, you know, then, you know, you have, you have Gina who's doing some great stuff and uh, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I know Nina Kovner, um, she talks about uh, mental health quite a bit mm-hmm. on her Instagram and stuff. So again, I think that right now, you know, we've opened up the conversation and, and, and it'll be interesting to see what the next generation of hairstylists, you know, yeah. how, how freely they feel, but you, you don't have to hide behind that anymore. You know what I mean? You let it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And conquer it. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like marijuana. See, um, I'll get there. I'll get there. But <laughs> you know, it's funny, like again, 10 years ago, you're not having the conversation. Now everybody's talking about like CBD oil or, 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 you know, now you're like, wait a second, you smoke pot. You know, now that's an open conversation to, right. <laughs> for that. But you know, even behind the chair, you know, we're having the conversation with our clients about, you know, whether it's just a bad day or whether like, Hey, I'm really, um, I'm really suffering from this. I actually had a client text me a couple of weeks ago and she was like, Hey, I'm really struggling. Just, you know, just, just pray for me and keep me in your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You, know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I appreciated that outreach, you know, um, just again, you know, like, like Tony, and I've talked about on the podcast a couple of times, like our proudest thing is that, that, that we, we have an area where you could feel comfortable or feel vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we, yeah. but, um, Absolutely. But back to mantras, Nina, um, I actually live by mantras as well. Like, uh, I think that it gives us, you know, my, my mantras just give us perspective. And I think that that's, I'm okay, it gives you that perspective. You know, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay, you know. Um, one of my famous ones is like, if I open a door for someone and they don't say thank you, I, you know, where that used to like, oh, I can't believe you didn't say thank you. You know, I don't even let that go through my head. Or if it does, I go, you know what, I didn't do it for that. I did it to be a, a good citizen of the world. Right. You know? So, but, because uh, yeah. uh, I try to keep my barrel empty because when my barrel fills up, it's tough. So if, if I, uh, if, if I get upset about, you know, someone not saying thank you, that just, that just puts stuff in my barrel, you know, mm-hmm. and I try to keep yeah. it as I can so it has space for the big stuff. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the biggest thing in which we're, what we're trying to, to talk about today or, or amplify is the support, you know, that we're providing a, a space and an area of support for mm-hmm. others to let them know that we are here and, you know, I want people to know, and, and I do have people that reach out to me, you know, I've shared on my Facebook lives. Uh, last year, I had a full-blown panic attack in the plane, in the air with my husband. I, I shared that and I've talked about that. And I can't tell you how many people have reached out just from that conversation, asking questions and, you know, what can I read or what can I do? Or I feel your pain. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to I feel okay now with being able to share it because it makes me feel good knowing that other people know that I'm supporting them and that I'm there for them. I don't have to know you. You can reach out to me blindly and I will gladly give you all the advice in the world because I completely feel your pain and how helpless it feels to, uh, to be in that space. And I know that you guys 
feel the same as well in terms of support. And that's why you're, you're hosting this today. So thank you so much for that. Nina, on that note, where, where can people reach out to? Where can they find you? So they can find me on, so I live on Instagram. It's my second home. My first home is here. (laughs) My second home is Instagram. So at Nina, so N-I-N-A, the number two L-E-O. So Nina Tulio. Uh, it's my Instagram. And then check out my website, onenagency.com. I have a ton of free downloads, free guides for salon owners and hairstylists. And I, I actually created a new guide, uh, uh, traits that a badass hairstylist has. And oh, I, I don't talk about anything that has to do with hair. It's all about uh, self-assessment and uh, setting goals and treating yourself right so you can be the best that you can be for your uh, clients. And so you can download all those guides for free, but yeah, feel free to check out my website and, and follow me on Instagram as well. Well, Miss Nina, once again, thank you very, 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 very much for being vulnerable and for joining us today. And um, yeah, no, I just wanted to say, you know, we love you so much and we just appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Love you yeah, guys back. Once again, thank you for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find... Actually, you can. You can find their music on um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>